High Nights! Ho there, and welcome to High Nights, an anchor podcast dedicated to collaborative world building while enjoying soft drugs. This show is recommended for listeners over the age of 18. Viewer discretion is advised. I am Ross, your resident game master, and Takoda is my creative player main and best friend. Together we hope to unlock the hidden genius within us while narrating a world of wonder and hilarity. Please feel free to use any of our concepts or ideas discussed in this show for your own games. High Nights is now available on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon platforms. You can also find us at highnightspodcast.com. That is Nights with a K. You can learn more about us there and listen to our show. If you could, please subscribe and share us to bring more noble souls to our roundtable. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the show, everyone. Welcome back to another rousing episode of High Nights. I'm Ross, and I'm joined here with Dakota. How are we doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I am all right. I've had a, a dearth or a lack of Dungeons & Dragons in my life recently. I've actually had quite a few games cancel on me, so I've just been sitting here and brewing spells and other content on the side and just kind of adding up all the reserves of my information so I can put that forward towards the next game, which is good, but I haven't been able to play D&D. Yeah, same. I was one of the people that canceled on you the last no. time. I'm <laughs> just now getting over a coronavirus. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> when you get inflicted with disease and you're not a paladin, sad life. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. <laughs> But it's all good now. Yeah, we're going to be fine. In fact, the fun topic we have today is that uh, Dakota and I are going to be homebrewing with popular characters from media. So this is a fun topic that we've shared before when we've gone camping, where I came up with this premise of what if the Kool-Aid man was a monster in Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> yeah, the, the Kool-Aid golem. Yeah, a, <laughs> yep, that's right. He is a crystal golem with the vampire template. So he's this giant crystal basin that's animated, and the red liquid in the back of him is actually blood that he sucks out of his victims. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, this one was intense. We came up with this, came up with an entire story for it. It was really cool. You had the story. You're always great at rebounding <laughs> to the story. I'm just here doing monster stats, but like... Yeah. <laughs> All I could think of was that he was super powerful until he gets tipped over and then you can defeat him really easily. Yeah. Oh no! His, his introduction <laughs> is busting through the tavern. <laughs> oh yeah! If your players are dicking off, then just throw the Kool-Aid man at him. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. So that's just our example, but uh, I came up with like three or four other new monsters to bring to the table from popular fiction and you did too, right? Yes. Great. You can go first. <laughs> yes, it was my premise, so I'll give it a go first. Now, do you remember Lefty? Do you know who that is as the mascot? I don't think He's so. the hamburger helper oh, hand. Oh, yeah, 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 the hand. <laughs> so, oh, no. I was. <laughs> oh, no. I was thinking about Lefty the other day, and I realized, what is he? 
And there's also these pictures floating around the internet of a skeletal form of Lefty if he went through an x-ray and you saw that he's just this creepy little clown demon who's scrunched up like you can see his bones filling all of the different digits inside the glove. Oh, he's got a big round red nose. That's the only part of the actual him that you see. And I saw this again on the internet in passing and I said, wait, that's totally a perfect demon. <laughs> so this is a hamburger helper demon. And the way that I figured it is that it's kind of close to an imp or a quasit where it's just a minor fiend, but it's a great way to open up some sort of demon-based story in a small little village because the hamburger helper demon is trying to get peasants to cook tasty and cheap meals. But where's this meat coming from that they're all so crazy about? Oh, <laughs> it's the people. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh no. Like the hamburger helper. Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> hamburger helper. Yes, uh... exactly. Uh, no, it's a Sweeney Todd tale. Sweeney Todd. Yes. Your players show up and they're hearing about the great grub happening in this town over and uh, the chef has a little secret helper and it's not Remy from Ratatouille, it's the hamburger helper demon. <laughs> Does he wear it like a glove? How big is this demon? I think he's a tiny demon. <laughs> he's a tiny glove man? That, yeah, he's a tiny glove man. He's exactly like you see him in popular media, just on the back of the box. It's actually hamburger helper just there in the flesh. <laughs> Hi, how are you doing? You know, giving his little canny phrases and he wants to appear helpful like he's trying to entice the players to partake of the meal. He wants to help you with your hamburger. <laughs> oh, God. The crazy reveal when the players start to track down where's all this meat coming from, why are their villagers disappearing in the night and such like that. Once they finally find the hamburger helpers congregating and stewing a vat of hamburger, then the great reveal is going to happen. Imagine what happens when you actually take the glove off of a hamburger helper, right? Oh, no. You get to see this horrible little scrunched up creature in the flesh, and he's gonna go batshit insane because he's naked. Like, this little hand demon flies at your face going, ah! How gross is it? Is it like de-skinned hand? Oh. Like bone and muscle <laughs> tissue? I think he's very bone and muscle <laughs> tissue. He's like grody and gaunt. Just a very just visceral. a nasty creature. <laughs> he's a skin and bones creature because he's hungry, he's starving. He needs his hamburger helper. <laughs> oh no, he's been deprived. I'm sorry I keep and thinking of these messed up things. <laughs> the, 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 the players have probably been eating this hamburger helper too. Ooh, that's a good idea. <laughs> you give them a small little buff whenever they eat the hamburger helpers, so the players keep coming back to this village saying, oh, let's go get some more meals, you know? Until... Once the reveal happens, they're all thrown up. It's like they won't care until a valuable NPC goes missing, and they're like, oh no. I hate him. What happened to the mayor? Oh no. <laughs> That's stupid. It is stupid. <laughs> I like it. I'm glad you like it. The only other note I had is that because this would be an entry to a demon campaign where the players would be fighting devils and demons, I imagine that the hamburger helpers have a master, which is like Beelzebub, the lord of gluttony or something. Like, there has to be a hierarchy of gluttony demons. People think about succubi and like lust demons all the time, but nobody thinks about gluttony demons or sloth demons yeah. and stuff. So I think this is a really unique little monster to throw at people, something quite horrifying because it's hiding in plain sight. He's just your handy little lefty guy. Man, a seven deadly sins campaign, but all of the sins are goofy. Like, he's <laughs> a hamburger helper. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> oh, that's great. I like it. I do love the seven deadly sins. So. Oh, it's a pretty cool idea. 
Thank you. Hamburger Helper, that's my first one. Uh, what do you got? All right, so mine are all interesting. I got the Grinch for one of them. The Grinch! The Grinch. Yes! <laughs> what is the Grinch even? Yeah, I don't know, dude. What is the Grinch? So like, I couldn't think of like a, a race for him. The Who's are kind of like the classic humans or whatever, and the Grinch, I think, is technically a Who. He's just gone sour. Yeah. But what is a Who? They're like, they have like a face of a cat, but they're people, right? Yeah, they're it, animal people. They're strange. They're aardvarks. I don't... <laughs> aardvark people. <laughs> I don't know. They messed up. I don't like them. <laughs> so you so got the Grinch. You have the Grinch. He's an antagonist, obviously. I don't think he's a good guy at all. So no, no redeeming qualities for the Grinch. I don't really know what the plot would be either. It's not really Christmas, but it'd just be funny if he was sneaking into town and stealing shit from everybody. Like oh, important man. stuff. Like what if he <laughs> stole somebody's magical item in the group you know, <laughs> while they were sleeping? Right. I do see this though as a very Christmas type monster. So you could have a little Christmas special. It doesn't have to be Christmas in the storyline, but that's his motivation for yeah. stealing the magic items from the players. What if he goes and takes one magic item from each player and everyone wakes up pissed off and they have to go track <laughs> them down to the Lonely Mountain. They gotta go hike all the way up through the snow to try and find the Grinch and then they fight this master artificer hobgoblin. <laughs> what do you think? Would he be like a Yeti? <laughs> you know? I, I don't know. Because that'd be interesting. As, I Is he a formidable foe? I believe... Especially with everybody's magical items. Yes. <laughs> now, the Grinch is a formidable foe, but he's a very smart and clever guy. A Yeti kind of makes sense in the sense of he lives in a wintry background, but I think he's too smart for that, you know? Yeah. Uh, I've played Yetis before in some of my games, and Yetis can be quite brutish and sluggish. They're just there to eat meat and stuff, and they'll let you go if they get their meat. But I feel like the Grinch is actually an artificer, and he's trying to collect items so that he can create the ultimate beam. <laughs> <laughs> and he just has this makeshift thing being built in his cave. <laughs> it's a giant death ray built out of junk and magical yeah, it's items. Just, it's just junk, rusted shields. He doesn't even care what the magic is on the item. He just wants it so that he can add it to his power. <laughs> and he's gonna blow up Whoville. Dude, that'd be like a wild uh, trophy like exchange at the end of this too. All these oh. magical items on there. <laughs> Then your players have a field day because after they beat the Grinch, you could beat the Grinch multiple ways. What if you change his mind and his heart grows yeah, three he sizes? Could just turn him into a good guy. He could turn into a benevolent NPC and then he gives out all of the items he took plus something extra. Everybody gets presents at the end of the game. He becomes the mayor of the town. <laughs> The Grinch is like the negative Santa Claus because he does like sneak down chimneys and slither about. I think that he's kind of a stealth attacker in yeah, a way. Yeah, probably uh, in the shadows, you know? He's uh, very uh, sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> I like him a lot. I would definitely- An I assassin would... Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> the assassin Grinch. Oh, no. He has sneak attack with his artificer ray. Dude, this Grinch, he's taken for keeps. Oh, He's dude. just slitting the Who's throat. Look, the, the Grinch is actually a big bad evil guy in my imagination. Get this, I'm going to bound off of you. I'm going to rebound and add something from me okay. because I have the perfect minions to go with the big bad evil guy Grinch. Okay, who is it? It is none other than the minions from Dismickable Me. Oh, no. <laughs> The minions are helping the Grinch. Yes, they have to, because, get this, the minions from Despicable Me, they're actually the perfect minion, it's in the name. They're a minion. They're a minion. The way I imagine them is that they're small aberrations, they're little aliens, and 
everything about the minion themselves, like their breeding cycle, their willingness to work and obey orders, all of that's perfect. The only bad thing about the minions is that they're giant goofballs, and if there's no one around to lead them, then they'll just go on to chaotic, goofy rants. Like, yeah, and I mean, they're not sneaky. It's not like they're they are not leaving a trail behind them. <laughs> so these minions might be in league with your Grinch bad guys stealing items, but the minions are going to be the ones who get caught, you know? Yeah, they're the <laughs> stacked three in a trench coat <laughs> for espionage. I've seen a stat block for that. There is a stat block for three kobolds in a trench coat oh, somewhere from somewhere. Did you just use that? There yeah, you three minions in a trench coat. I also put down that uh, the minions, one of their specialties is that when they congregate, the more minions you have, the higher intelligence that they have together. They have like a hive mind. Oh, interesting. This was before we added the Grinch to the mix, but I imagined with the minions that some big bad evil guy is breeding them and using them to enact all of his will. And all of the minions are good artificers. They're good at building stuff. So they're building the death ray. So but uh, if the big bad evil guy gets caught with his pants down and gets defeated, then those minions will eventually go on their own merry way and they'll start acting on their own, which is the chaotic factor. Like yeah. if no one's around to tell the minions what to do, then they're just gonna try to make a giant wooden horse or something crazy like that. You know, they're just gonna go and have fun with the whole world. So they, if they're not solved, then they'll just become a problem in their own right. <laughs> yeah. It'd be funny, too, because the Grinch isn't very smart. So it's like he's building this death ray with the minions, but he doesn't actually know how it works. You know? <laughs> he's like, the minions are building it. They just had a mutual agreement, and yeah. they're working together to build it. <laughs> I can see if the Grinch turns into a good guy, then that's how the plot persists, is that the Grinch is now on your side, but he loses control of the minions, and then the minions start oh. to gallivant throughout the town. He and can't steal. get control of them back, yeah. So now they're just pests. <laughs> yeah, there's wastrel minions running about throughout the town. They're still stealing stuff. And <laughs> Dude, that'd be funny as hell. The Christmas spirit has been broken forever! <laughs> They're treated like squirrels or something. Get, away. <laughs> Get out of here. The Grinch, in his noble sacrifice, manages to round up all of the minions, but then he has to dump them off the side of a cliff to stop their chaos from happening. <laughs> you just give them one order, and it's walk that direction, like away from the town, <laughs> until they find another town. Just leave. <laughs> yeah. That's their, that's their entire... <laughs> what if we just take Whoville and push it somewhere else? Basically. <laughs> so stupid. These guys are bad. I feel like adding the minions to any game is going to be super goofy. It's, I mean, yeah, I mean, that'd be a fun encounter. It's really it's really. You'd feel bad for hurting them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you, you'd kill a minion and be like, ah, oh, shit. I mean, in the show... <laughs> in, he was so nice. In Despicable Me, they have names and stuff. There's, like, Carl and Steve yeah. and Mike, and so, like, even the players might get attached to them. That's how I imagine the minion's defense mechanism works, is that the minions rely on their cuteness and their charm to get out of trouble. Yeah. They're gonna go and grab your rotisserie chicken or your magic items and run off, but they're gonna be like, haha, I'm a minion, and then you'll just have to be, oh, those darn minions are at it yeah, again. You're not gonna resort to violence immediately. I would hope not. I feel like some players might resort to violence, but that's just gonna be the flavor of your campaign. It's gonna yeah. be like either super lighthearted and goofy, or it's gonna go down to minion murder town. To <laughs> <laughs> just slaughter all of them. <laughs> Damn. That's how you would end it another way. <laughs> You didn't befriend anybody. I <laughs> painted Whoville yellow and red this day. <laughs> yellow everywhere. Yikes. 
just stack some burning goggles in the middle. <laughs> you just got a burning pyre minion. That's so fucked up. That is messed up. I always think in the dark sense. Yeah. It might happen. Be prepared for murder it. Murder hobos, man. Murder hobos. Be careful about murder hobos. <laughs> they exist. They exist. If you have murder hobos, send the hamburger helper after them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> He's more cannibals. suited to their tests, yeah. <laughs> Who's your next guy? <laughs> I did have another one. Pac-Man. <laughs> Pac-Man, I thought about Pac-Man. Pac-Man, yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know how he would work, but I pictured kind of like your uh, your hamburger helpers. It's a demon, but it's just a head. Like It's just a giant Ooh. head. <laughs> a floating disembodied head. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And it's really gross. <laughs> yeah, that was my original idea for it. I believe in it. I want to believe I want to believe in Pac-Man, but I had such a hard time defining him because he is a pellet. He's just a pellet man, but you're right, it's better as a flying head. Yeah, I mean, you could do the arms and legs, because that is in media as well. But I think it's more fun just to be a giant flying head, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Is it like a realistic head? Ooh. Because that could be intense. We could change Pac-Man. We could adapt him to the Dungeons and Dragons yeah. universe because similar to Hamburger Helper, he is a hunger-driven type monster. He's a creature who actively seeks out cherries and power-ups and other wonderful magical items. He's looking for sources of energy so that he can eat them, go super Pac-Man Saiyan, and then- It'd be funny if he was like terrified of death too though. Like his, he doesn't like death. He's scared of dying. You know, for the ghost. Yeah, Pac-Man, he constantly has to be moving and he constantly has to be eating. Otherwise, there's no way for him to persist. He's like a shark. Yeah. That's how you could turn this on its head is that first the players are plagued by these ghosts. They go into a mansion. The mansion is the maze that you see in the Pac-Man screen. <laughs> yeah. And the ghosts first show up. They're all these different colors and the players are like, oh no, we need to find a way to get rid of these ghosts because the ghosts are swooping in and attacking us. They get to the heart of the mansion and then they unleash the Pac-Man. <laughs> the giant head. <laughs> and then you have like this murder mansion problem where the Pac-Man <laughs> is running around trying to eat the players and the ghosts are actually the good guys. Like you're trying to work with the ghosts eventually to stop Pac-Man's evil reign of destruction. You know the ball and chain from Mario that's stuck on the chain? Oh, a chain That's the Pac-Man head originally. Oh. He's like tethered <laughs> down. Yes! Just chomping at everything. <laughs> Gotta sever the chain and let him free you. Waka waka, you must free me! Dude, the chaos of the ghosts and the giant chomping head. Oh, yes! He'd, like, run and hide, I guess. This would be a very time-based setting in the sense of this one shot where we have Pac-Man and the ghosts gallivanting around the mansion. I kind of see it where the power-ups are four different seals keeping the mansion intact and away from the rest yeah. of society. If Pac-Man eats the four seals, then he gets to be freed of the mansion and then he gets to run off. And meanwhile, you're trying to partner up with Inky and Blinky and Winky and figure out how to stop Pac-Man. <laughs> the female Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not Mrs. Pac-Man. <laughs> I just have the one of the bow. <laughs> At the end of it, she comes around the corner. You're not doing this again, are you? <laughs> Get back in your cage, Pac-Man! I've talked to you about this too many times to count! <laughs> She's the one in control. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, well, I mean, aren't all our wives in control? <laughs> yeah. For real, though, true that. 
I'm so glad that you actually put Pac-Man to words because Pac-Man. I wanted to do Pac-Man, but I couldn't imagine him. I was yeah. really having a tough time with him. I was thinking a gross, hyper-realistic, giant yellow head, just Homer Simpson. Oh, it's a giant yellow head. Why are all these donuts floating around? <laughs> he's just making dumb noises while he's munching and chewing and moaning and stuff. That's how you hear him coming. He's like moaning. <laughs> He bumps into a door. Don't! <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh shit, you guys better hide. So many good monsters that could break through walls. Like, I imagine Pac-Man and the Kool-Aid Man are both oh, the dude. destructive forces that could burst through a wall and ruin your day. Dude, they'd fuck you up. Kool-Aid Man, I think, is the scariest one, actually. That was the intro, but man, he'd fuck you up. He'd ruin old party. I believe it. I think that the Kool-Aid Man would actually be a great henchman to a whole league of bad guys who are based on food mascots. Count Chocula is the mastermind who has indentured the Kool-Aid Man to oh, be no. his henchman. He's got <laughs> the Kool-Aid Man and the Hamburger Helper club underneath him. Swarms of these things. You have, like, the General Mills Empire, and it's all these different crazy characters. <laughs> Count Chocula, he usurped the throne from uh, Tony the Tiger. <laughs> Tony's chained up. Oh! Count Chocula is the one in control. Okay, let's make Tony the Tiger. If Tony the Tiger was a monster, he's actually a were-tiger or a rakshasa. I don't know which one is better, though. Yeah, I don't know. A were-tiger would be pretty cool. Tony the Tiger, he's actually, like, this lost NPC who's been sealed away in time. People have denounced him. He was thought to be a monster, but he's really the king to be returned yeah, to the, main the empire of General Mills. He's Azaland. <laughs> <laughs> he's Azaland. Don't speak to me, witch. I was there when it was I was just thinking that. <laughs> Do not cite the nutrition board to me, witch. <laughs> That's Tony the Tiger. He's Count the... Chocula usurped the throne. <laughs> we need the return of the king. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, this would be a fantastic campaign. <laughs> Dude, it's ridiculous. A whole it. bunch of zany mascots just <laughs> yeah. wobbled together. That'd be awesome. On the topic of mascots, I had quite a few hunger-based mascots that I was rifling through in the sense of, uh, do you remember the crazy craving? He's the mascot for Honeycomb. Oh, the he's insane. Yeah. Yes. He's that... literally on cocaine <laughs> in those commercials. He's just on cocaine. Yeah, the Honeycombs, they, they dropped him pretty quick. Dude, he'd be a scary enemy. That dude's literally insane. There is plenty of bad guys that are just batshit bonkers. The honeycomb mascot is basically the Tasmanian devil, but for food. Yeah, uh, Taz. Dude, that's actually a pretty good one, too. Just Taz the Tasmanian <laughs> devil is enough. Yeah. <laughs> He's already, he doesn't even speak. He's just insane. <laughs> that's pretty good, too, actually. That's a haste monster. He's a magically enchanted monster. Either the honeycomb mascot or the Taz the Tasmanian devil where he constantly has haste put on him. You show up and you're like, what's this weird, crazy furball monster that's spinning around in a circle? And then when you go to combat with it, this thing has fucking four to five actions. It's just yeah. attack, 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 attack. 
it's gonna blindside your whole party. They're gonna be like, well, we have five turns, but this thing has five turns. <laughs> yeah. It won't stop. <laughs> he's literally, and he hits everybody each. Like, he's just a psycho. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm gonna lob some hamburger or roast beef off to the side <laughs> to distract him. He's probably easily distractible. Literally, you can just run away. This is the best monster to just run away from. <laughs> <laughs> he probably wouldn't even chase. He's just like, fuck those bees. Now he's in the woods. <laughs> That's so stupid, dude. He's very stupid, but I love him. See, I didn't. I had a lot of uh, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's literally just turtles, but they're in the sewer and they're all ninjas. <laughs> Turtle monks. <laughs> yeah, Turtle monks in the sewer. Oh, horrible. I would love that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That's the one problem I have with turtles. I want to like turtles, but I imagine, I, or the way that their art shows them, is that they're always really stumpy and small. That's just the art. You could probably change them. I'll, like, like what if it was a uh, the sea turtle, like a sea turtle. Sea turtles, like, mate. Yeah, very like slick. You know, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> crush from Finding yeah, Nemo. Yeah, crush from Finding Nemo. <laughs> Catch a wave, dude. <laughs> Young and high and chilling. <laughs> <laughs> crush should be sponsored by the High Nights. <laughs> <laughs> crush is awesome. Catch the East Current, bro. <laughs> They would actually be pretty easy to do. I mean, a turtle's a real race already. You're right, you're right. We should be able to play with this because there's plenty of other creatures I thought of that I thought, no, the base race doesn't really work with it. For example, you know who would be a great assassin monster? The Duolingo Owl. Oh no, dude. <laughs> he would be too. It's an owlin fighter with the gunslinger background. <laughs> and then he just shows up when you don't do your studies and cocks a gun just at you. Just blast. <laughs> Anyways, I started blasting. <laughs> That's stupid. Another bounty hunter type monster where he's just chasing you down because you forgot to practice your spanking. You're always looking over your shoulder. <laughs> you dropped out of his class once and now he's coming for you. Wait, he targets the player character in your party with the least amount of known languages. <laughs> no. Everyone knows four to five languages in D&D, but the barbarian who only knows one or two, like, well, he's dead weight. <laughs> yeah, he's coming after you now. Pray for your life in Elvish. <laughs> <laughs> That's his test before he caps you is give me a full sentence in a different language. <laughs> Where you're like, roll to deceive? Yeah. Just fucking start speaking gibberish. <laughs> if you pass, he's just like... I don't know that one. Sounds legit. <laughs> like you as a player, you're like, I'm just gonna do French because I don't know Elvish. <laughs> Je suis baguette Elva. <laughs> He's just like, sounds legit. Leaves. <laughs> That's so stupid. Depending on how rule of cool your DM is. <laughs> Oh, I did have Ronald McDonald for the food theme. Oh, no. Just the clown monster. Okay, Ronald McDonald is a big, bad, evil guy to me. <laughs> I never even thought about him. I buried him in the back of my mind because I'm scared of that guy. Well, if you saw the SCP of Ronald McDonald. There's an SCP about Ron? <laughs> Ooh. Can you tell and, me a little bit? So the SCP for Ronald McDonald is that he was born on a farm. I don't, they don't know how. He looks like Ronald McDonald, but he's like a monster. Ooh. Like he's massive. He doesn't stop growing. He's the size of a building. Oh. He's got like gross fangs and he's gross and gooey. He's a monster. But he like sweats and exudes fryer oil. <laughs> and apparently the McDonald's harvests that oil and uses them throughout their entire chain throughout the world. <laughs> and it's all profit because it's free. 
free fryer oil. He, he also, uh, I don't know how, but he makes food, like fresh tenders and burgers and all this stuff, and they just ship them out to all the McDonald's. It's like free food. <laughs> oh no. But then you find out that it's made from people you would be sitting here and maybe you just got sick you lost 10 pounds you don't know why you're fine but it just like harvested some of your extra like fat and body mass Ooh. out of nowhere and turned it into food for mcdonald dude it's in the <laughs> burger meal yeah exactly. okay the hamburger helper demon is actually contracted by the the god demon ronald mcdonald, ronald McDonald. and then whenever you eat the burger there's like little parasites or things in the burger that consume and teleport fat and protein out of to you. him. So that's how the people are dying in the village yeah. because the hamburger helper is just a familiar, he's like a lesser being who's propagating this meat harvest. Well, people are dying of malnutrition, but they're eating so much and it doesn't make any yeah. sense. Everyone is like, they're salivating and they're hungry and they're lining up at the restaurants and in the back you have this giant skyscraper with two yellow and red arms. <laughs> yeah, just it's like the giant Ronald McDonald is actually entombed or he's encased inside the building but they make it look like an advertisement. Like yeah. his arms are shackled but you just see his elbows sticking out and <laughs> yeah. he's got his arms on his hips like that and you're like, oh, that's a really cool building. But really, it's the prison of a god. <laughs> yeah. He's an <laughs> evil god. I don't trust him. Oh, there's some bad meat going on in this game. <laughs> Ronald McDonald's gross. Ro I don't like him. I've read a few books where they've turned him into a demon-type creature, like a... Uh, clown demons are just bad. Clown demons are bad. Like, demon, already bad. But clown, no thanks. Yeah, no thank. I won't even fight that one. Like, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> There is a nice tangent about this. Uh, there's a concept in film called German Expressionism. Have you heard of that? No. So to reduce it or put it into layman's terms, German Expressionism is the tenet of that freaky clown horror that you see in so many 80s and 90s horror movies, like with It and all that. Oh, Anything yeah, that's yeah. got creepy clowns, bizarro funhouse backgrounds, things like that, that's called German Expressionism by film artists. And it's just, it's very unsettling because these clowns are huge abstracts of human features. We've got bright red noses, beady little eyes, face paint everywhere. Everything spells no. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then you have the real life horror stories, you know, with, uh, what's his face? The Ooh. serial killer clown. You mean Ted Bundy? Yeah. No, oh. no, no, not Bundy. This is, a. Uh... John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. I luckily have the internet at my disposal, but yeah, just the fact that it happened in real life is terrifying. Yeah. That's why people have been spinning off that ever since, like American Horror Story has the character Twisty the Clown. Like you're always going to have creepy clowns. There was, in my hometown, I don't want to talk about it too much, but there was a creepy clown summer in 2018. What? There was actually a news bulletin in my hometown in Michigan where there were these guys dressed up as clowns appearing at the fringe of an elementary school. Like, actually in real Dude, life. Yeah. And the school went on lockdown, like, every Friday because of it. They drilled the kids and said, there's weird strangers walking around here. And these fucking clowns were appearing out of the woodwork and just kind of watching kids on the playset. It's it's fucking yeah. god awful. There was an entire year of that around the United States, remember? Right. I think it was 2016. But there were just clowns everywhere assaulting people. And, like, people were, like, assaulting the clowns back and stuff. <laughs> it was this wild thing that doesn't sound real but that really happened and nothing happened to it yeah like, right like it just stopped <laughs> like the, what even happened why were there just clowns everywhere it's unreal people 
It's like a comic book. I hope that they die with their secret, because I don't want to know why they even <laughs> yeah. appeared in the first place. They never should have been. Dude. Th those are asking the questions that will awaken the Ronald McDonald yeah. god. Ugh. Man, yeah, that was a wild time period. Now, I do have another character to bring to the fold. I'm gonna go away from evil burger time. Okay, yeah, no more food. No more food. Uh, instead, let's go to, are you familiar with a show called The Mighty Boosh? Oh yeah, The Mighty Boosh, oh no, who well, is it? Well, I created the monster, Old Greg. Oh no, <laughs> you did it to Old Greg. <laughs> I'm Old Greg. No. I got a man China. <laughs> <My man -gina. laughs> Won't you marry me? Do you love me? <laughs> Tell me you love me. Do you like Bailey's? <laughs> Bailey's? This is as close to Bailey's as you can get without getting your eyes wet. <laughs> I hate it, dude. Yes. Now, the problem with that is that there's actually a perfect substrate in the monster manual for him, okay? No. Get this. Old Greg is a sea hag. He's actually in the monster manual. He's page 179 of the monster manual. You can use a sea hag in your game as old Greg. Oh, God. <laughs> he fits the description. He's a weird, familiar fake creature hanging out in the middle of a lake, except the juxtaposition or the twist on it is that he's a reverse siren. He's not trying to lure people away. He gets lured to you. Oh, no. so Howard's just chilling out in the middle of the, uh, the lake. <laughs> fishing and he catches old Greg. <laughs> oh god, dude. And then it just terrorizes the party. Yes. <laughs> just doesn't leave him alone. <laughs> he's terrible, he's bad, but I think he's quite intimidating. Now, a way you could get out of this though is that further on in the episode we find out that old Greg has an artifact called the funk. Oh no. <laughs> you remember you the, funk? the funk? <laughs> yes, release the <laughs> funk, baby. Oh my god. I like this because I figured what we could do with old Greg is that he's a sea hag, we give him a couple levels in Bard, and then we have this subplot where it's like, you can reason for your freedom from old Greg and possibly attain the funk, which is an artifact that will give you levels in Bard. <laughs> yeah. You just go up two levels in Bard instantly when you get the oh, funk the juice. Funk. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. Old Greg would be insane, especially if people don't know the reference. They're just gonna be like, what is this thing? They're gonna be like totally turned <laughs> off by it, and you're like, do you love me? <laughs> <laughs> Does it just kidnap one of the parties so they gotta go find him? Oh, that's perfect! It's, it's forcing him into a wedding. Yes! <laughs> and the only way to get him out of the wedding is for the party to join him on a band. Yeah. Everyone gets levels in Bard, but you're stuck with old Greg in the party now. Oh, no. <laughs> he just comes with you. <laughs> he, he forces himself into being a friendly NPC. Dude, every chance they get, they try to ditch him. <laughs> like In the middle of the night, <laughs> we leave. He just shows up the next day somehow and he's always drenched wet even in the middle of the desert <laughs> he's on their he's on their car i'm old gray i got a mangina <laughs> i fucking hate it that's that's a good one i really liked it just because i kept imagining the laser beam from between his legs <laughs> and that's actually an ability in the monster manual oh my God. because the hag has a power called horrifying visage and you get a frightened effect <laughs> So that's how old Greg attacks you. He flashes he just you. Keeps trying to show people his mangina and they die. <laughs> I hate it. Old Greg, man, what a blast from the past. 
I just can't stop thinking about him, you know? <laughs> That's the worst part. <laughs> it's the fact that it's so memorable. <laughs> you see it one time, you're gonna remember him forever. I just remember being in middle school and people showing me a clip of that online and I went, that's the weirdest thing ever. And now it's the funniest shit ever. What were they doing? <laughs> How do you come up with that? The answer is drugs and that's what we're doing. <laughs> Man, old Greg is ridiculous. That's a good one. So that's all my ammunition. I have a few other random ideas, but nothing well thought out. Did you have one more monster? So I had a couple written down that sound really cool, but just don't work as well as you like Shrek. He's just an ogre. Shrek's an ogre. You know, it's it's easier than I wanted it to be to put into the game. I really want Shrek on my game. Yeah, but that's fine. Um, Bugs Bunny. You know? Awakened Rabbit. Yeah, exactly. Freddy Krueger, something that kills you in your dreams. Freddy Krueger is possible. You could have a whole like dreamscape arc where you have to go into somebody's dream. Ooh, there's That'd a puzzle. The wizard has to figure out that the only way you can fight this monster is to cast a dream on one of your fellow party members while they're asleep. And then the rest of the party goes into the dreamer's yeah. mind and then they fight They all Freddy. have to fight off Freddy in the person's <laughs> mind. <laughs> Oh, that would be super fun to Dungeon Master for because the player who's dreaming on their turn, they aren't actually there. Maybe they'll imagine themselves with the party and they'll get to fight. That's an easier way. What if the dreamer actually gets mastery over the environment and they kind of decide what happens in the world? Where are they running to? What buildings? What's the setting? Like they actually come up with that and the dungeon master uses it for Freddy Krueger to chase you through. I mean, you could have a, uh, a whole like Scooby-Doo runaway scene, you know? They're, <laughs> they're going through doorways and it's locking behind them and Freddy Krueger is the one not being able to get in. <laughs> <laughs> it's that classic shot, the wide shot of six doors, and they're just running back yeah, and forth exactly. across the street. <laughs> Everyone roll hide and stealth checks for uh, zany hijinks. <laughs> yeah, Freddy Krueger might work. He'd be a cool villain. I think he's ingenious. I think that your players would not see it coming to begin with. Every time they would rest, they would be plagued by Freddy Krueger. Yeah, that, that'd be a good way to lead into it, too. Like, they're not getting full night's rest. Ooh, that's a threat though because the benefits you, of a full rest. Yeah. You tell them, okay, you can stay up all night, but you'll get a level of exhaustion. Yeah. So they only have five days to figure it out because once you get to exhaustion level five, you literally die. That's yeah. actually in fifth edition. Freddy Krueger's pretty cool. I like it. All I other had the other than that was Kratos. Kratos. <laughs> I mean, he's simple, but a god slayer character could be really cool. Oh. As an enemy, maybe he's going after your character's, uh, you know, deities and gods and stuff. Now, question. I think you have more knowledge on this than me, but is Kratos a demigod or a god? He's a demigod. Okay. Just yeah. wanted to clarify. Well, so he was a demigod, but in his own canon, he became a god. Think of Hercules from the Disney movie. Yes. He became, like, he ascended to godhood, but then he denounced it again and lost it. Oh. <laughs> Oh. A demigod. He does that pattern quite a bit. Just okay. slaying all the gods. I just know in the beginning of God of War 3, he opens up with like, Zeus, you betrayed me! Yeah. And he's just having an assault on Olympus there on. That's when he's just a demigod. But yeah, he's pretty cool. So I mean, he'd just be a fun character, I think. Just an overly aggressive Spartan man who just wants to kill God. He'd basically be a, the new Thor movie, uh, Love and Thunder, is the God Butcher is the enemy of that movie. Oh, okay. And it'd be kind of, it's very similar to Kratos, actually. Got it. I, I agree with that. The way I was imagining it is that the party actually has a vendetta against the gods. Like, the gods are actually bad. 
and they find out about this Kratos demigod who's locked away deep below in a vault. You, you crawl you through a dungeon, you let him out, and then he goes to join you in assaulting the gods, but this guy is just a force of nature by himself. Like, he just you, be a wild card. He is a wild card, and or he evolves to become the next bad guy because he too brutally murders the gods. If your party is oh, more yeah. lawful, then they might not agree with his methods, well, you know what I'm you saying? you could even do repercussions, because like, even in the continuity of God of War, when he kills a god in the Greek mythos, he does devastating damage to the planet. Like, when he killed Poseidon, waves took over most of the land, and tsunamis ravaged the Ooh, entire planet. Right. Like, he was hurting the planet just on his conquest of revenge. Okay. So you can even do that, you know? You let him out to help you with one problem, but he just goes and slaughters them all and fucks up. Oh, okay. I really would like to use some material like this for an epic level game. I don't think that either of us have actually played with 20th level characters, have we? <laughs> no. I have not. I will tell you that, to be honest, this is the one experience I haven't done just because I feel like it would rob me of a little bit of my heroism. I have played one single one-shot where we all were 20th level characters, and it was still pretty bunk. I got to create a 20th level druid, except when it was my turn to go in combat, I got zolted with too much damage. I basically died in one hit. You just got nukes. I got nukes because- Because the... if you're level 20, imagine the stuff you're fighting. Exactly. Jeez. The stuff you're fighting. What happened in that encounter was that the dungeon master had six Wabbajacks against a party of four level 20 characters. Christ. It is a big bad moment because <laughs> the Wabbajack, just one of them, kind of manageable. But when all of them are there, that is so many legendary actions and abilities firing off at you. It's just not fair. You can't keep up. So that was my only experience, but I think that a quest from level 11 to level 20 seeking the demigod to usurp gods that would actually be a great way to frame a kratos moment in your game it'd be funny if like you encountered him like as an antagonist early and you had to fight obviously it's not a tpk just because you were in the way you can choose to either fight him or just let him go i mean he's not doing anything wrong to you yet okay. you don't really know the ramifications of what will happen later you know? right I don't know, I think that'd be a fun little character flaw for him. That is the fun part of this is, uh, especially in Dungeons and Dragons, trying to create the idea or to remind your players that the gods are killable, the gods are mortal, and that you can change and alter your fate if you can surpass God himself, you know? Yeah. The problem with Kratos is he's got to be a fun plot hook and maybe big bad evil guy at the end so yeah. he doesn't stay as like some crazy DMPC powerhouse. Yes, that's you know, correct. You want him, I would want him to evolve into the big bad evil guy so there's a you know resolution where you can actually fight and kill him. Yes. That's what I would do too because this is all too easy of a trapping for a dungeon master is that this demigod character could easily take over the game. Yeah. I don't want that to happen so I would love to have a fail safe there where maybe if the players defeat the demigod they become demigods themselves and kind of take his place as the revengeancers against the gods. They'd have to put together the gods, you know, like what they were in charge of and make sure the world was at peace again. Ah. Very godlike campaign. They're doing the gods' jobs for them. <laughs> I mean, you just killed them all. <laughs> Somebody has to. Someone has to rebuild the earth. Yeah, they become the new gods. Get the horny bard to populate the earth again. <laughs> oh, God. You just send him back. Everybody else stays up. Well, that's all I had. <laughs> that is fair. I ran out of ammunition as well. I'll give you a few random ones that were just written down. My little sister helped me out with this. 
the green giant from the oh, vegetable man. brand. Oh, it's just a green giant. <laughs> you can't really elaborate on that, right? Kirby. What is Kirby? Kirby. Interesting. That's a cool idea. His ability could be not really absorbing, but taking the powers of your, your party, though. Ooh. That could be interesting. So he becomes kind of a, don't just send the barbarian at him because he can get the barbarian's boost and strength too. Oh, he does yeah. his eat attack and then spits him back out, but yeah. he takes some of their abilities. Yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe even it affects his stats too. I so you'd, ha you'd have to strategize. Next time you fight him, send the weakest guy and then the barbarian can clobber him. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't really understand exactly what Kirby is anatomically, but I think that he would be a great foil to any party, just even by himself, you know? Yeah, he's some kind of alien goo. He swallows the wizard and then, oh no, he could cast fifth level spells. <laughs> oh no. He just starts fireballing the party. Oh, dude, I would fear Kirby. This is, I don't really dabble into Nintendo, but this is the reason why. Maybe their characters are a bit too abstract for me. Like. <laughs> I don't want to fight Mario. Mario seems oh, pretty powerful. Mario's pretty busted. <laughs> I watched a uh, death battle on YouTube with Mario, and that dude can survive like nuclear attacks. Ooh. <laughs> like, it's pretty crazy. How does he survive a nuclear attack? Uh, his enemies, uh, Waluigi, whatever, the uh, the big fat guy. Okay. He has a nuke fart attack that's supposed to be as strong as a nuclear warhead. <laughs> Mario just tanks him on the regular. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy. Finn and Jake is one that I did think of earlier, but I didn't know how Jake would work. Ooh, so it's Jake- shape-shifting dog. Jake is a magic dog. He's a shape-shifter dog. He's actually, spoiler warning, Jake the magic dog is actually half shape-changer. He's actually a changeling and a dog at the same time. So oh. that's how he got his ability, but they took, they took shape-shifting to be a very abstract concept, so he can actually true form into anything he wants. Like, well, what if you made a changeling druid, but its natural state is dog? So it can transform and shape-shift into other <laughs> animals and stuff, too. Okay, so it's a dog who became a druid. Yeah. I like that. I mean, why not? It can also turn into a human. <laughs> like... It sounds like a familiar who's actually captured the destiny of his late spellcaster, you yeah, know? Yeah, why not? He got, like, the oh. will. The will of deeds. There has like... to be a guardian of this ancient forest, and then when the great druid fell, his familiar was the only one to take up the staff and become the guardian of the forest. Yeah. That's fun. That could be an interesting little hook. Yeah, and then you just have like a really cool human fighter who is basically the Tarzan type character who yeah. also lives in the woods at the same time. You're just being harried by these strange nature forces until you find out that they were kindred spirits long ago. Very acrobatic kid with long flowing hair. <laughs> there you go. Most definitely. There you go. Jake and uh, Finn, they wouldn't be antagonists. No, no, I think that they would just be good NPCs or supporting characters. Like, there's always this tenement in a to quest. To fight a lich. Well, to fight a lich, but along the hero's journey, you're traveling out into the wilderness to seek a wise man. You're told, seek the guardian of the forest to find the heart of good that will smite evil, something blah 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 like that. And then along the ways, you're just, oh, there's a magic dog and a crazy Tarzan guy attacking <laughs> me. <laughs> doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's just out of left field. Yeah. Your players don't expect this at all. And then they find out these monsters trying to hunt me down. They're actually guardians of the forest. And they're just trying to kick my butt. 
Like, you could even defeat your players and then not kill them. Yeah, they don't kill very often. They right. just beat the heck out of you. Yeah, even if the party gets knocked out, they'll just be tossed outside of the woods. Yeah. Your players might feel bad about that, like, oh, I wanted a noble death. No, you don't deserve that. Yeah. You just bull rushed into well, the forest without understanding the story. And they give stupid one-liners after kicking you out of the forest. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like they mess up, they botch their own one-liner, and they just <laughs> frick, man, and <laughs> they just walk back into the Oh beans. <laughs> oh beans. Schmauzow! <laughs> Jake goes, yeah, that wasn't cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> I would have a lot of fun describing those guys in a very vivid sense yeah. if you're just like this English bulldog that morphs into a gigantic <laughs> fridge. <laughs> yeah, like, he just turns into a giant blanket to block the way. <laughs> He turns into a door and opens himself to smack you. <laughs> yeah, that's so stupid. There's so many fun things to do with it. He would, dude. You describe it in gross detail, and then they just talk in regular modern-day terms, like, buzz off, man. <laughs> well, he is a door, and you're trying to open it to go through, and then he just starts laughing, and goes, I'm not actually a door, and he just turns into <laughs> a dog. Like, there's nothing <laughs> You can easily reason with them if you just give them a sandwich. <laughs> Literally just the low roll. They'll just be like, yeah, sounds legit. You can go. Oh, <laughs> no. that's the quest trick is that you're just lying to your players the whole time. You're like, you need to bring a peace offering for the woods to forgive you or for the guardians to forgive you. And he's just like, man, I just want a sandwich. That'll tell you where to go. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, that'd be so funny. Oh my gosh. Wow. I think that that was a great batch of monsters and that those are easily malleable. They don't even have to be monsters. So many of the characters we referenced today could also be players or NPCs. And we threw a lot at you guys, but you can easily uh, turn these into whatever you want and expand on them yourselves as well. Most definitely. I'm pretty happy with that. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Cody. Yeah, it was a blast like always. All right, see you guys later.